Hello, this is Abby. Dear Abby, this is gonna be a long one. Oh boy. Dear Abby, how do you tell the difference between a new exciting crush and a rebound? Does it matter? Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Welcome to our little corner of the internet. This is the Dear Abby podcast. I hope you stay and hang out with us. See you in a sec. Okay, you guys, welcome freaking back to my podcast, the Dear, well, Dear Abby, I guess. I always say the Dear Abby podcast, but it's really Dear Abby. It's not the Dear Abby podcast. It's just Dear Abby. So welcome back to Dear Abby. I'm your host. I'm Abby. Um, Great. My camera's already giving me issues. What's the deal, camera? What is the heck? Okay. I look a little bit funky today. I'm looking... I'm giving funk, you know? I look like I'm just DJing in an underground just DJing place, party place, uh, club, I guess is what you would call it. And I look funky, so I'm digging it. I'm digging the vibes. I hope everyone's having a fantastic, a, th- a th- thriving Thursday. Ugh, I'm kind of sick of the word thrive. Let's do a thrive. Thankful, thankful Thursday. Thankful Thursday is what we'll call today. As you can see, I, my background looks different. If you're watching on YouTube, just a reminder, you guys, I do post videos on YouTube. So if you could also watch it on there, that would be awesome. You know, it's not easy to do a podcast with video and audio. So you're welcome. But you know, it's not that it's not that crazy. It's just me talking into the camera. So it's pretty much just a vlog style video, but I do have that available on my YouTube. It's just Dear Abby, and yeah, you can find all the videos. I think there's two or three of them that didn't work or that I privated because there was a bunch of issues with it, so it's just not even worth posting it, but I might, you know, redo them and fix them one day and repost them, but most of the episodes are up there, so if you want to go back and watch, I guess, or something, I don't know. I would love if you guys were to comment and like subscribe on YouTube. I do want to eventually start posting like vlogs or I did a couple vlogs, but I would rather just podcast. But I do I do like recording and making videos. So if you're ever interested and I might just post stuff randomly on there that have nothing to do with the podcast, just my normal day to day video stuff, whatever, I might post whatever on there. So if you are interested, you can check that out. I'm extra excited to talk about the topic, the main topic of today. And then, of course, we have a Dear Abby question. We have a voicemail. Thank you guys again for sending in the voicemails. There is a bunch of um, text uh, text questions, which I do want to get to one of those today as well. So we'll do two Dear Abby questions. I'm giving you guys extras today. But I, I don't know what the question is yet. So we'll see. There was one question that I did look at the questions beforehand. I will admit because sometimes I just want to make sure that everything looks good. And there was a text question that I think I just want to answer just because it was from a while ago and I just haven't answered it yet. Um, So I might just do two questions maybe because we have a lot of submissions and I want to get to them all before it's been like three months. And then everyone who asked for advice is like, okay, well, that situation's already been handled, but thanks anyways. It's, we're so close to the weekend. You have 
maybe you it's not Thursday. If you don't listen to thir- on Thursday, you guys just wake up in the morning, go on a walk or whatever and just listen to my episode. I would love that because now if you're listening on a Friday, it's just stupid. I just sound like an idiot because it's not it's not one day to the weekend. It is the weekend. But keep pushing through. You know, like I always say, make some fun plans for the weekend. Take yourself out. We're getting into some summer talk today. We're getting into some body positivity talk. Um, This is really something that cuts deep for me. So I'm excited to get into it. But first, I did want to do some life updates because not much has been happening with me personally, but it's been, I feel like a pretty fun week. So last week I did talk about how we went to, it was Chelsea's celebration week pretty much. And we went to the beach and she mentioned it on her podcast, which I totally forgot about. And I don't know why I didn't brag about it because if you guys have ever played Cam Jam, K-A-N-J-A-M, I think is how it's spelled, but it's like basically a trash can with a slit in it. And then you throw a Frisbee and you try to get into the slit. And if not, you have to hit the box. Um, And like there's, you get a certain amount of points for if, you have a partner and your partner you okay so this is what it is you have two trash cans pretty much they look like trash cans but they're not they're specifically made for the game they have a slit in like the bottom half of it like a little slit like it's barely bigger than a frisbee you set it pretty far apart you kind of choose but you can set it pretty far apart depending on how good everyone is and from there you throw the frisbee and you try to get it in the slit if you get it in the slit because it's super hard to do that Again, to reiterate, it's extremely hard to do that and very impressive if someone does, then you win the game if you do that. Like no matter how many points anyone has, you go up to like 21, but even if someone else is at 20 and you're at one and then you get the can jam, then you win the game no matter what. The other ways to get points is if you are, the other ways to get points is if you hit the trash can or hit the can anywhere Another point is you can do like you have a partner. So if you throw it and you throw it above the trash thing, because there is a circular thing, you can hit someone can hit it into the bin. And it's very much like a party game or like a outside beach game or something, but they can hit it into the trash and then you get like two or three points or something from that. I did get a can jam like within our first round, we've set everything up and I have not played that game in probably like five, six years. And I've never gone to can jam. I have not thrown a frisbee in a long time. So I think it was just beginner's luck. But within the first round, no one had gotten really any points. And I don't remember whose team I was on. I think I was on Chelsea's. And I threw it and it went perfectly into the slit and we won. So I got can jam the first time I had played in a long time. So that felt really good. Chelsea said that she's played a lot with friends and stuff and she's never really seen anyone get a can jam it's like very hard to do and then I think JC got one later too and then I don't remember who else did but actually I think I got two no I got two can jams so it's not beginners luck. I'm just freaking talented I got two can jams I think yes I did yes I did I think she only said I got one I got two um wait did I get two oh I don't know I'm going to have to ask. I'll, I'll verify and get back to you guys next week as if anyone really cares how many can jams I got. But I also went to my first boxing class. We went with JC and Rachel and I wanted Chelsea to come, but 
both of her babysitters were there. So, and her husband was out of town for a bit. So she didn't have anyone to watch her little baby. Fortunately, she did not make it, but we do want to go again, but it was so fun. It was very uh, releasing for me. And it was also just a good freaking workout. Like it, I like hit workouts. I like getting out all of the um, energy because I like lifting weights, but I feel like it just doesn't hit the same as when I do a hit workout. I loved it. I loved punching something. I had lots of things. It's not even punching a face for me. Well, I will say there was there was one face that kept popping up, but most of the time it was just this feeling of like, you know, fighting with OCD and anxiety and just depression and all of these different things and just the negatives about life. I just was punching it and I was just letting those feelings come up and punching them out and it felt really, really good. I definitely want to go back. I think I bought a four class pass or something. So I will be going back. We'll see if that's going to be my new workout routine. It probably won't though because it was pretty, it was pretty expensive, unfortunately. Oh, something so weird that something so weird that's been happening to me lately is I have these weird panic dreams where when I'm trying to fall asleep, I'll like wake up in a panic with like crazy like thoughts that are in relation to what my like OCD theme is and things I'm really uncomfortable with sitting with and it's so weird I don't even know how to describe it it's like my the energy surge that you get when you have anxiety or when you're panicking or something it's like that but it goes to like my head so it's not like it goes to my muscles it like goes to like my brain and it's just like my brain is screaming at me like it literally feels like my thoughts are screaming at me (laughs) that sounds so weird that sounds so weird I'm okay uh for everyone listening but it is very common, I hear, when you're recovering from, when you're just dealing with a mental illness that, you know, your brain just does freaking weird stuff and it's trying to help you and solve stuff so it thinks like it's helping you and it does that. But it's just a little overprotective is what I say. But it is not fun. And it happens pretty much every single night. So if that happens to anyone else, you're not alone. You're not like a freak or anything. It's just a weird symptom. Uh, something else I've been thinking about is I've trying I've like set a time limit for like all social medias like across the board and it's been super helpful but I've never really been I'm not saying that as a flex I've I've just genuinely have never really been like addicted per se to like scrolling it's I feel like I can very easily tell how de- much it depletes me um, and now when I do I do it very intentionally which is very helpful I realize what is the, like the worst part about TikTok is how it's no longer fun or informational. It's so um, judgy and condemning. You start to look at the comments more than the actual content and the actual video that's posted because you want to see if you're on which side you're on. If you're like, oh, do I like this? Do I not like this? And the second I realized that I was looking at the comments more than the videos to see, like to gauge what everyone else is thinking, I'm like, why am I doing that? I don't I don't need to know what everyone else is thinking about everything. I can trust myself. I can trust my own opinions. Yeah, that's the end of it. So I feel like I enjoy it now more because I don't look at the comments to see if am I thinking about this the right way or like that sounds so stupid, but that's truthfully where I think a lot of people are at because I 
am not someone that's on it for hours a day. And that's where I was at for a little bit. And I was like, ew, what am I doing? No. Let's get into the meat. Let's get into the meat of today's episode. This is an episode I'm very excited to do because it's the perfect time because it's almost summer. So everyone is buying swimsuits. Everyone's getting ready to have pool, beach, party days. As a woman, I have always felt a little bit insecure about some parts of my body. That's not like my body as a whole, but there's some parts of my body I always, when I look in the mirror or something, when I'm in my swimsuit, I'm like, oh. So we're approaching the summer, which means swimsuits, bikinis, wanting to feel confident in our bodies. And that's why you should do this diet. I'm just kidding. And that's not what we're talking about at all today. I just want everyone this summer to not miss out on any opportunities to have fun, to feel free, to feel love um, because of a, of something that you think you should look like or you shouldn't have A, B, or C, or you should have this type of body. I catch myself doing this all the time, but when we look in the mirror or when you're getting ready to go to the pool or the beach or something and you're not quite in love with how you might appear to other people or how you appear to yourself. And usually that's because we have obviously like an image in, a, in our head as to what is acceptable and what is healthy, what is liked by, you know, other people, what is more attractive per se. And I think all of that, that's just like noise. Like it really doesn't matter. It doesn't, there's no rule that you have to follow that says you have to hate your body. There's not a rule that you have to hate your body if it doesn't look like, you know, some of the people you see that you admire their body or that you see, you know, like on covers of whatever. The last couple of years, the modeling industry has changed and that's not even necessarily what I'm talking about. I think it's just more so. Even if it has nothing to do with other people, you just look at yourself and you don't like it. There's not a rule that says that you don't have, like you can't like it. So that's just like a mental block, not a rule. You don't have to follow that. You can break the rules that you think you have and start to accept love, choose to love and celebrate your body, whatever it looks like. Like when you look in the mirror and you see, I don't know, I wish my arms were slimmer. That's one for me, which is such a silly one because I want to be stronger, but I always am a little bit insecure about my arms. I do see girls that have really like fit arms and I, and I work out and I'm like, I can, I, it's so hard for me to get that. And so I start to shame myself for being like, well, you probably don't work out hard enough or whatever, but it's like, maybe I just don't have the right education on how to actually get that. Or maybe, I don't know, we just overcomplicate our bodies a lot because we should on ourselves. And if you think that there's a rule that says you can't love your body because you don't look like Bella Hadid, we're breaking that rule. Okay. We're breaking the rules this summer. And we're going to celebrate and love our bodies and we're going to be very realistic and supportive of our bodies because this is something I taught all the time when I was a yoga teacher is I'd always talk about how much your body is doing for you. Like your body is your biggest fan. And I know it doesn't feel like that sometimes, but it's really just our perception that makes it feel like our body doesn't care about us or, you know, why can't you look this way? Your body shows up for you every single day, even while you're asleep and you get to rest, your body's not resting. Your body is working for you, trying to heal, trying to fix, trying to 
whatever. It's trying to work with what you give it. And your mind is doing the same thing. It's working with what you're giving it. It's kind of painful to realize sometimes that we're the ones causing our own suffering. Let's try to break down those beliefs that we have about our bodies so we can enjoy this summer. If anyone ever says anything negative about your body, we hear this all the time, but just to reiterate, if you need a reminder, it's 100% a reflection of where they're at because you probably seem happier or you're having more fun or you're accepting yourself, you're loving yourself and it might not look like what someone else thinks that you should look like in order to be happy. That's just on them, okay? Don't take it personally. One way I think we can stop shooting on ourselves is kind of understanding the body. And this is mostly geared towards women. So if you're a man listening, you know, I think it is helpful for men to also understand. So don't turn it off. Men need to understand women's anatomy just as much as they need to understand a man's so that they're not judgmental. They're not, you know, ignorant because women get shamed and, you know, men judge women based off of what they perceive a healthy woman or woman to look like when really factually speaking it's a lot different than what they think so I wanted to go over some of the main things that I hear my friends just people around me women online should on themselves about or what they think should be different about their bodies this is just a reminder and to show you guys how hard you are on yourselves and it's actually not serving anything because even if you want to maybe have a tighter tummy or whatever the heck you want. It, it feels like you have to be in a rush to get there, to get the perfect body you want or whatever. And it's not a bad goal to have if you want to change, be healthier, or even just see if you could get like a sick looking body. That's, you know, what you would ideally want. And, but don't make it this end all be all because, and, and like you have to do it fast because then you're just trying to search for something that you'll never, it'll never be satisfied. Number one thing that I hear women talk about a ton is the pooch. We all know the pooch. It's that little fleshy part of your tummy that's by your belly button, a little bit under your belly button that's over your uterus and it never goes away. Granted, I, I know I've seen girls that work out vigorously or have, they're very intense about their workouts or they're, you know, very committed to that and they don't really have the pooch, but even when they sit down or when they get bloated, that pooch comes out. I've heard people hate the pooch. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm so lazy because I still have this pooch and I can never get rid of it. That must mean I'm blah, 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 blah. So all of these things also that I found, these factual, whatever, scientific, anatomical facts that I got, these are all from, oh shit, I don't remember the site, some website that I was going down through. And then there's like two or three web websites that I got it from, but I would jump around and I would check a bunch of different sources and they all pretty much said the same thing. So this is like my quick rundown version of everything that I read because I studied for this. So I heard this back when I was in yoga teacher training, but that pooch is to protect your vital organs. The design of a woman's anatomy is different than men. In addition to having room for digestive organs like your stomach, liver, and intestines, it has to have space for your reproductive organs and needs extra padding to protect all these vital organs. That's like Dr. Wood or something. I can cite all these places in the thing so I don't get like copyrighted or whatever. So just a reminder, that pooch is protecting your baby making stuff. It has a very sacred, beautiful purpose. And if you don't have the pooch, you have muscle and you have all this and you're ripped, that's fine. This is, I don't want to go, you should have the pooch or you shouldn't have the pooch. I'm just saying these are common things that I hear 
people think that they're unworthy of celebrating, having fun, running around in their swimsuit because they have a pooch or whatever. Another one that I hear are wide shoulders. So here are some benefits of having wide shoulders. Is wide shoulders are usually stronger. You're going to be less likely to injure yourself during exercise. It can indicate strength and health since that means you have a lot of upper body muscle mass. If you have wide shoulders, strong arms, we're not doing the whole you need to have skinny arms or you need to have a certain type of arm. Okay, we're not doing that this summer. Okay, girls, we ain't doing that. One thing that I searched was also hip size, like wide, big or smaller hips. And there's benefits to both and also cons to both. So Okay, here's a common one that I hear, especially with swimsuits, is boob size, okay? So, dad, if you're listening, or brothers, whoever's listening, if you can skip this part if it's going to make you feel weird. So, pros, we're going to do small boobs first, okay? According to a study conducted by the researchers at the University of Vienna, smaller breasts are more likely to be more sensitive than bigger counterparts they're more likely to get easily aroused for increased pleasure so that's a dub you can actually have more pleasure if you have smaller boobs according to this study so all you small breasted girls small chest girls congratulations you're not any less womanly your sex isn't going to be not as good because you have smaller boobs in fact it can mean the opposite so you just never know okay you also don't have to worry about bras as much, which if you're asking bigger chested girls, that is the bane of their existence is fitting into stuff, having to wear a bra, finding the perfect bra, finding one big enough, comfortable. So that's something to be grateful for is you don't have to wear bras. There's also a common thing that I hear from men who aren't very uh, educated on this is they think that women who have bigger breasts actually produce more milk. So they're more womanly per se, which is not true according to everything that I read so there's one site that was like maybe but everything else is like there's actually nothing to like really back that up that's just a weird percep perception that men have created so woman if you have small boobs you're not less womanly okay because that's just a dumb perception that males have put on us but don't let that rock you don't let that shake you don't let any man tell you that you are not as much of a woman because you can't produce as much milk when that's actually not even scientifically correct because small boobs can produce just as much milk than bigger boobs. Their child will be just as fed either way, okay? Your child will be just as fed. I think stuff like that really irks me when just, I don't know, hearing that just, I always, I've heard that a couple times and it just bugs me because I'm like, that's actually not even true. So you're not any less of a woman or more of a woman according to your boob size. The only reason why people think that it's more womanly is because men have, if, have done that to us, unfortunately. It's only according to the male brain and the male mind, which if they studied and were educated, they would know that that is not their, that's not true and they could change their beliefs. Um, okay, I'm sure there's more pros, but I didn't list like a billion. I only listed a couple. Um, pros to big boobs, because we also like the big boobs. Um, they look great. So that's an obvious one. A lot of people will say, wow, I wish I had their boobs. And unfortunately, this could be a positive and a negative. It's more noticeable, which I heard is a negative, but I also hear sometimes is a positive. When I wear low chested things, there's nothing. There's no cleavage. It's just flat. But if I see a girl that has bigger boobs and she's wearing like a low V cut something, they look beautiful. 
the girls are girling. They look awesome. Okay, you also, my friends have said that you can store stuff in there, you know, in your, in your boobs, in your cleavage. You put stuff down there, chapstick, money, keys. Put that down there when you need it. You reach in there, pick it up. It's a, it's a purse. It's a purse on your body that you don't, it's a purse that you don't have to carry other than wearing a bra and carrying them around all day if they're really heavy. Again, like I said, beautiful neckline. Um, this is an interesting one, which I don't know how I feel about this. This is more of a interesting uh, discussion, topic discussion, but there's multiple places that I read where it's you're actually more likely to get hired and actually climb up the corporate ladder if you have bigger boobs. Because again, males are probably the one that are hiring and probably the one bumping you up. And they think this is a weird male perception, which again, if you're a male listening to this, please change your beliefs because this is not true. Women with bigger boobs, that doesn't equal smarter than girls who have smaller boobs or again, less of a woman, equally women. Okay. But apparently males think that bigger boobed girls psychologically are smarter and like just have more of a woman's input which is crazy to me. So, you know, that's a, that's a pro and con for everyone, but hey, look at the positives, you know? Climb that corporate ladder, girly. This is there's also one that I saw that said um <laughs> it's like and I think I've heard my friends talk about this too is when they get really when your boobs are really big, you can use it as like a stand or when you're watching something, you can put stuff on it and hold it. It's like a little stand for you. And I think that that's awesome and I'm jealous. I've got, I've got two more for you. I'm sorry if you're bored to tears, but I think this summer you're changing the narrative about your body and you're, you're going to go have fun, run around in a swimsuit, jump around and have the time of your life. Okay. Second to last one is obviously a common one that I see in that cellulite, uh, which is, you know, those just ridges around different areas of your body. And just this is just a reminder that approximately 95% of women have at least some cellulite. So if you have cellulite, welcome to the club of most every other woman on planet Earth. And that's probably ever existed. So nothing about you. Okay, last one is your butt. So we're in swimsuits. And this one, I didn't do any research on it because I didn't want to think like pros and cons of having like a big or bigger or smaller butt. My advice is just if if you're insecure about your butt being too big or too small, I don't I don't know what to do about like a bigger butt other than it probably looks fantastic and a lot of girls probably wish they had your butt. I, I rarely hear girls complain about how their butt is too juicy and thicky. If you have a smaller butt, really my only advice is go find those girls on TikTok. Again, this is not to say you have to change. You don't have to change a thing about your bum. Okay, you don't need a big bum. But I am saying that if you wanted to juice your bum, go find those TikTok girlies that have massive booties from working out and do what they tell you. Obey them. Say yes, mommy, and do what they say. There's nothing wrong with any size of a bum. Okay, that's it. And we're moving on. Really, like these are kind of jokes, but also serious because I do think it's important to break down things that we associate with certain things about women's bodies. And if also you're a male listening, you should also be proud of your body. Okay. Dad bods are always in. 
girls don't really honestly i've never once dated a guy because they were ripped i fall in love with them i like them before and then i'm like oh cool plus they have a sick body and girls it's the same with you you know guys will not fall in love with you for their your body they'll love you they'll love your body because they love you like that's how you know you found a good guy is if they're not like I love your body and then they love you you know the right male the right man will love you for you and then love your body because it's your body and they love you go play some music jump in the pool dance around get more comfortable with your body we're giving our bodies love and gratitude and support this summer and we're gonna walk around ladies i know it's i I'm, this is easier said than done but if you're someone that genuinely is very self-conscious and you know you're walking around and you feel like i shouldn't be wearing this or whatever again we're breaking the rules there's no rule that says that if you don't look like bella hadid or whoever else that you look up to you're not any less beautiful. You're not any less worthy of being loved or worthy of being confident. If it's been a while since you've really been confident, you'll feel selfish at first. You'll feel like I don't deserve to be confident and that's okay. You'll feel like you're wearing a mask and that's okay. Eventually it'll start to feel more real. Okay. So just start to believe it. Genuinely, everyone who's listening to this, I just want you to have a great summer and don't let yourself, don't let fear, don't let anxiety don't let things that your mind is telling you and we all have developed like other people's voices and their opinions and in our head you know we have a voice that comes from what other people have said to us and it's usually negative so don't let that control you you don't need to let it control you you're safe to believe in yourself you're safe to be confident just go for it there's a couple of quotes that i had um copied for today's episode that I can't find now who knows that this is actually who said these quotes to be honest because you just never know if with these Pinterest quotes if this is actually who said it oh, I can only find one but all the other one I have kind of memorized but I might butcher it a little bit so the first one is just by it says Louise Hay again hopefully that's actually who said it but I don't know you have been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked try approving of yourself and see what happens that's all I have to say on the subject. Stand up straight, you know, stand up straight, chin up, be proud and have a freaking good, good summer. It's not even summer yet, but just to preemptively, this is just, is just a, to prep. So we have two Dear Abbies. I know we're kind of, we're not going to have time for a game, so we'll do a game. I think eventually I do want to do two episodes because I have so many different types of segments I want to do. Um, but we'll get to two Dear Abby questions today and that'll be the time for today. So first one is actually not a voicemail. It's just the text and I'm just going to read it. Um, I do want to do a full episode about this another day as kind of more informational. Uh, probably won't be my most watched or listened to, but I hope it gets out there and people can understand this topic a little bit more. But it says, Dear Abby, can you talk about the difference between the OCD that people typically think of, washing hands all the time, following a strict routine, double checking versus what I hear you typically talk about? I feel like I have the OCD you talk about and not what is commonly known about OCD. So this one, 
this is a really good question. And I don't think I've really ever broken this down, which I'm shocked by, but I do, I do have like on a list of episodes I want to do, and this is definitely on it, but I wanted to touch on it a little bit. And obviously please go, this is not like, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a professional. This is just my experience. Um, things my therapist has told me, things that I've listened to, like other experts talk about. I would love to talk about the difference between the o- like the Hollywood version of OCD versus what OCD actually is from someone who has it and is in recovery for it. Um, my story will not look the same as anyone else's who has OCD, but they'll be very similar things and similar feelings, beliefs, ideas, thoughts sometimes. So typically OCD that's portrayed in Hollywood or on movies is not normally actually correct. Um, I think it's super misunderstood by like the masses and I misunderstood it. I just thought it was people who needed to wash their hands a bunch of times. Um, like we're just germaphobes. I just thought OCD equaled neatness and germaphobe. Cause that's what I've ever, that's like all I've ever seen. That's all I've ever heard. There's Howie Mandel. He actually does have OCD And I think I've heard that before when I was younger and I grew up watching him and he just didn't want to shake people's hands. People thought it was funny. It was like this funny thing. It was like a personality quirk of his. That's what I thought. And now that I've actually experienced OCD and I'm still, that's something I might have for the rest of my life. And I just have to learn how to enjoy life and live with it. It makes me sad that I would watch him and like think it's funny when I know now just probably what he was thinking and why he was doing that. And the suffering he was probably going through on stage in front of millions and everyone just thought it was like this quirky thing. It's not funny. It's not quirky. It's not cool. It's debilitating. But you want me to talk about that versus like what I usually talk about. And the difference is really just that's one theme of OCD. But you can there's like an endless amount of different themes that you could have for OCD. So, for example, his like people who might appear germaphobe. And I say that with quotations because that's just what people label them they might have fears obviously around contamination so that's one theme is contamination some people it's a fear that what if they get their children sick what if they touch something at a public restroom that has an std or something on it and then that's somehow transmitted when they cook food and then their kids get it and then it's their fault and then their kid dies and then it's their fault people like me I don't have the the part about OCD that is actually the part that makes it worse is doing compulsive behaviors, which is the compulsive part of OCD. And that's washing your hands for people who have physical compulsions or it's, you know, touching a door handle, going back and checking oven stoves. But people who have my type of OCD, it's all in your head. So if I don't feel like I thought about something correctly or if I didn't like the feeling I got when I thought something, I will try to rethink it a bunch until I feel good about it. It's so weird to explain. Basically, there's just a bunch of different themes that you can have. Like I said, there's contamination. There's like spiritual, religious, existential. (laughs) Trust me, you guys, there's so many different themes that people have. And the compulsive part, the thing that drives the, the uncertainty that makes it get worse and worse and worse and what people really suffer with is you, your brain tells you you have to do this compulsion. You have to think about this differently. You have to pick this up 20 times. You have to do everything in threes. You have to make sure that when someone tell, is telling you something um, that you're empathetic enough, that you are compassionate enough, that you feel the level of compassion you're supposed to feel, which is like, how the heck do you measure that? 
I don't know, but OCD wants you to. So yeah, there's a bunch of different themes. And basically, the differences are like your compulsions can all look different. The thing that drives the disorder, it can look physical, it can look mental, it can look it can be someone might have OCD and you might never know because they're not cleaning their desk could be messy. Shocking. Someone who has OCD could have a messy desk. You guys should see my room most of the time. I've, I am not a neat person whatsoever. The only thing I'm neat about is Excel sheets because I do like that stuff. But when you go into my room, you would be like, oh, this person doesn't have OCD because they like neat stuff. They not, they like things, you know, hung up perfectly and all the hangers have to be facing the same way. And that sometimes is what OCD looks like, but that's not every case at all. Yeah, I think just the main difference is mine's a lot in my head. And I know a lot of people whose compulsions are mostly in their head. So no one might ever know unless I said anything. Um, I'm pretty good at hiding my compulsive behaviors because, uh, again, it's all in my head and it's all small little motions that I do. Hopefully that kind of gave you a little bit more insight. I think it would be nice if everyone was a little bit more aware of what OCD was. But I'm also I've also just accepted that maybe that might never happen. I don't want to wait for everyone to like know and understand me in order to feel happy and to feel like I'm enough and to feel like I'm validated in my experience. I can do that all for myself. You know, God can help me do that. So but I do think for the sake of getting out to people who are suffering and don't know that that's OCD because they think it's just hand washing. I think it's important. Okay, now let's get into the call. Dear Abby, um, I love listening to your podcast, and it's so calming, and it's so refreshing to hear about, like, struggles and even negative things, and that I'm not alone when I feel like I have a crummy day. Um, I'm calling in because I just recently went through a breakup a few days ago with, I'm in college, by the way, with a guy that I really... um, love and um he just has some trouble saying reciprocating and so we broke it off um because he couldn't say it back but he said he thinks it's very deep down either way and we're broken up and i was just calling to ask what you think the next step should be i go to France for a study abroad in one month, and so I'm not going to be in my city much longer. And he still wants to see me because he says he cares deeply about me and I care about him and still want to see how he's doing and hang out. Um, So let me know what you think, and thank you for your podcast. This is an interesting one. And... First thing I'll say is I actually do, this might be like controversial, but I do actually believe that people can love you, but not be ready to say it. And it's just based on fear. And he probably is having like an internal battle of, I think he's just being stuck by fear. And he probably, when he, if he says that he loves you deep down, he probably, maybe he's expecting to feel like, I don't know, the spark 24 seven or something with you or he might just have things he needs to work through before he wants to really get serious. Um, I think you do whatever you truly feel like you can handle. If you can handle being friends with him, um, 
and that would you think that would be a good experience for you and you think it'll be helpful for him maybe then do that you know your relationship you know him better than me do than I do but I think it might be helpful to just be like you know what we're not together anymore you said you can't love me even if you say you feel it deep down I need someone who's going to consciously choose to love me because I don't want you to wait for just some big sign or some big feeling that you get, you know, I need someone who's going to choose me no matter how they're feeling that day because that feeling of love comes and goes in every relationship. I think it's unfair for him to ask you to keep hanging out. This is a snippet into my relationship, but me and Keaton kind of started dating a little bit, but I ought to had obviously gone out of a divorce and I was just still like really scared of getting in a relationship. Things got serious and I think JC had posted like a video. It was a TikTok of him. All these girls were like swooning over him. And I saw that and it's not like he was replying to anyone. And I was like, I just can't deal with these types of feelings again. I can't do, I'm so, I'm such a jealous person now. I'm so insecure. I'm not ready to do this. I just got scared just from even seeing how cute he looked in the video. I was insecure. Cause I'm like, oh great, he's gonna be with, wants to go with someone else that's commenting or something, and that's just where I was mentally. I was not in the best place. I let fear drive me, and I ended it really fast with him. And then a week later, I went back to him, and I was like, actually, I want to try this, and this might be really hard for both of us, but I'm willing to keep humbling myself, work through all my shiz, and let's just do this. And then. <laughs> And then he he did set a boundary with me and he said, okay, but I'm not doing back and forth all the time. I don't want to deal with that. It's like either you're in or you're out. We're not going to keep doing like back and forth because I need to take care of myself and I don't think I can do that. And I've never really had a guy be super set boundaries with me before and kind of hold me accountable to be like, you can't do this to me. Like you can't go back and forth. You have to make a decision, stick with it and move on. And Unfortunately, I found it hotter and it made me want to be with him more. But he said no until later he did come crawling back to me. Um, and we've been together ever since. But that kind of almost reaffirmed to me how much I wanted to be with him because he did set a boundary for himself and he knew his worth and he knew he didn't deserve to be dragged back and forth, back and forth because I didn't want to take care of some of the crap that I was going through. So I'm not saying that's the case for him, but I'm saying if you want him back secretly, like you would love to be with him and he just needs to figure out his thing, then you need to set a boundary and say, hey, I do deserve to be with someone who's going to choose me. I'm not doing back and forth. I need to like either be free of you or we need to do this together. Set a boundary with him. And that might make him be like, shiz, I need to figure my stuff out because this girl is the real deal I want to be with her because she's not just going to let me walk all over her personally I think that's what you should do but what do I know you know coming from a sad little divorce gal <laughs> just kidding I need to stop saying that that's not good I think that's self-deprecating I gotta talk to my therapist I'm kidding anyways today is Chelsea and JC's show so I'm gonna get off get ready and hopefully maybe I'll see some of you there if you're going to the Irvine show but um, if I do see you, I'm sorry if I'm awkward. I get really awkward at those things. I'm sorry. I'm not. I promise I'm not trying to be a brat. I'm just really weird when it comes to that stuff. So love you. Go follow me on Instagram. You don't have to follow me on TikTok. Honestly, my stuff is crap on there. But definitely go give me a subscribe on YouTube, a like on YouTube, possibly a comment and rate my podcast. 
give it a five-star raving review. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. Oh,